I live in Texas, and everything has to be barbecued and uh, smoked. By the way, welcome. This is our Spotlight sponsor. Uh, and I am not a guy that grew up, you know, with barbecue and smoking ribs and stuff like that. I just didn't do it. Um, and I've, I'm not the kind of guy that wants to tend the fire and, oh, I eat that. I burn steak. I burn everything on my, on my grill. I just got a Rectech grill, and it is phenomenal. We had a barbecue uh, out with the whole family, uh, kind of a picnic in the backyard on Monday. It was fantastic. This is more than just making great food really, really easy because it's all digital. I mean, you set the temperature, you put it in, it starts to smoke, it does the wood thing and smoke all of it. It's All you do is put it in and then open it up and it's done. It's fantastic. Um, it, but it is something that really brings your family together. And you can win one now, the one that I have, uh, for your dad for Father's Day. Enter today for your chance to win the same grill that I have with Rectech's Father's Day contest. Go to RectechGrills with an S.com. That's R E C T E C Grills.com. Check them out on social media, find recipes. It's great. It's a lifestyle. RectechGrills.com. Promo code Beck. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So, I don't know what's true anymore. I don't have any idea what's true anymore. And everybody who doesn't cover a story, all of a sudden comes out when the story just gets so big they have to cover it. They come out like they have been covering it. And you're like, wait a minute. What what just happened? Did I just... did? Have I been asleep for three weeks? Wait a minute. I'm talking about the Tara Reid thing. It is amazing what the press is doing today. And they're doing the same thing on General Flynn. I don't know what's true. We're going to try to sort it out for you in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello and welcome. I want to talk to you a little bit about my pillow. I sleep so great lately. I've I, I have found the perfect uh, combination for sleep. It's yeah, it's only taken me fifty five years, but I finally found it. One of them is the sheets that I sleep on, and it they're from my pillow. They are so unbelievably soft, really great. And I'm a sheet snob. I gotta tell you. I mean, I could never go to prison. The sheets would be like burlap. <laughs> uh, I'm a real sheet snob. It's the one thing that I, I, I admit, I am. I, I can't. I, I can't go back to regular sheets. No way, please. But I found a way that you're not spending a buttload of money on sheets, and it's with my pillow. They have a 60 day money back guarantee. Uh, they have all these different, they have duvet covers and pillows and all kinds of uh, products that are now buy one, get one free. Well beyond the sheets, but the sheets are unbelievable. They're Giza cotton, the softest cotton uh, available. They get softer as you use them and you wash them. MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. Check out these uh, buy one, get one free deal. Deep discounts on all the uh, other MyPillow products. Just enter the promo code BECK. You can call 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials on the phone, or you can go to MyPillow.com. Either way, make sure you use the promo code BECK for the savings. 
All right. Uh, so I don't, I don't know exactly the truth here. There is um, now new FBI notes that detail the effort to catch Flynn in a lie to quote get him fired as a Trump advisor. Senior FBI, I'm just going to give you the story. Senior FBI officials handwritten notes from the earliest days of the Trump administration expressed concern that the Bureau might be playing games with the counterintelligence interview of the then National Security Advisor Michael Flynn to get him to lie so, quote, we could prosecute him or get him fired, end quote. The the notes and other emails were provided by Flynn's lawyers under seal last week and released Wednesday night by court order, providing the most damning evidence to date of potential potential politicization and misconduct inside the FBI during the Russia probe. The notes show FBI officials discuss not providing Flynn a Miranda-like warning before his January 2017 interview a practice normally followed in such interviews so that he could be charged with a crime if he misled the evidence uh, the agents. I mean, where are the civil libertarians? Where is anyone saying, wait a minute, hold it just a second. When you went, you go in and you're like, uh, let's not read him the Miranda rights so uh, he forgets about all of that stuff. Isn't that why we have the Miranda rights? So we don't pick people up that we think are guilty and then trap them. This is unbelievable. So the the note said, what's our goal here? Truth, admission, or to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired? Now, that's the problem I have. The last the last few words or get him fired. Okay, well, hang on just a second. Is that the job of the FBI? Is that the job of the police to get somebody fired? That's the problem. Not whether or not they were trying to uh, get him to lie. I mean, I think that happens usually. Let's get him. Look, if he won't admit it, if we can prove that he's lying on something else, we can get him on that. I mean, it's it's kind of like uh, Al Capone, you know, going to jail for tax evasion. Yeah, you didn't get him for the murder and the mayhem. Yeah, but you got him for tax evasion. All right, he's in jail. So that thing, that kind of happens all the time. But this doesn't. Or get him fired. What, why, 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 why would the FBI be interested in getting him fired? Now, here's the problem. Some of the, half of the press is saying, see, The other half of the press is saying, there's nothing there. I don't know what's true. Because there's not anybody who is a, oh my gosh, am I going to say it? Authoritative voice. Who are the people that can actually look into this and you can trust? I know now I've got to go back and get my research team on it. Talk to a million people. All the stuff we used to be able to say, well, look, New York Times, Washington Post, somebody, somebody will have, you know, an authoritative final look at this and they'll look at all sides. No, nobody does that. Nobody does that. Too many people on the right are not doing that either. 
I mean, I think see the problem with this is it, it's it's not about Flynn. It's about the FBI. Flynn could be guilty of sin. I don't know. But this is about the FBI. Was the FBI used as a political machine, as a weapon? That's what has to be decided. You know, look, the civil rights movement, it happened not just because of Martin Luther King, but because of Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy was there to make sure that justice was done, that they weren't just railroading people because they knew them blacks were trouble. That's what this is about. Can we trust the law enforcement agencies? If we can't trust the FBI, you, you, don't, you don't have a country. If you can't, look, what is it from the Declaration of Independence? Governments are established among men to protect these rights. When you have a government agency, the law enforcement agency, violating rights, becoming a political arm, you're back to a king. You're back to a king. It depends on who's running it. It depends on not only who's running it, but who's in it. So it doesn't need to be Barack Obama. Barack Obama changed and added so many people in the intelligence community and in the law enforcement community, added so much layers, so many layers of fat. And we know this from their own documents that it could run itself no matter who the president is. That's the fat that needs to be cut out. All of the political crap. We must know the truth. And there ain't, there is no one. There is no, in fact, we've crossed the Rubicon. This is, I've been warning about this for a very long time. I said, the government, the media, and tech are all going to need each other. Okay? Tech has information on everyone and is the new strong arm. So, the government knows it can't screw with tech. It can't screw with tech. They have too much information and too much power. And there are too many people in Washington that want that power. So they will offer to help them with their business. We'll help you. We'll protect you. Can you protect us a little bit? Because people are going to start rising up against the government and they'll need information. They'll need to be able to quash things. Okay. They'll never get rid of that, that bed that's being made. It's, it's poison to the republic. But there's also another group of people that are collapsing. And this is a very strong arm for anybody who has authoritarian bent. And that is the news media. It's collapsing. They know it. It should collapse. It's outdated. It doesn't work. It was the, the system we're running on right now of networks was put together in the 1920s and 30s. And then made more powerful with television. Then made more powerful with cable. Internet destroys all of that. Internet, where you have a voice, you can be heard. It destroys all of it. Well, now they're sitting with these huge expenses and the buildings and the networks and the, hey, come on here, toots. Uh, let, me, uh, let me look at your ass for a minute to see if you can sit behind the camera. Excuse me? All of that is over. All of that is over because of the freedom 
that the internet gives. Joe Rogan. Look at Joe Rogan. The media two years ago had no idea why Elon Musk all of a sudden was trending everywhere. Why Elon Musk, why the the stock of uh, Tesla took a nosedive. They had no idea because they didn't follow Joe Rogan. Because, well, he's not an authoritative voice. Well, you know what? Yes, he is to millions of Americans. But he's just a guy. Well, there's a few of us that actually do our homework. And we're having to do more and more homework because the mainstream media is doing less and less. But now the mainstream media has got in with tech and the government. And now the the mainstream media, which has always been a tool for the left... Google has is just filled with people from the left and filled with people from Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton's office, all of those people. They know how important it is to have authoritative news sources like CNN that we can rely on to do what? To tell you the truth or help you get elected. So they're now merging. And Google, YouTube which was the voice of people for the very first time in all of human history. Anyone could be heard. Anyone could become a star. Anyone who had an opinion. It's yes, it's bad. You know why? Because freedom is ugly. Freedom is messy. Freedom, freedom doesn't always go your way. A lot of people do stuff that you don't like. Get over it. Use your brain to figure out. Use your brain to do some research. Oh, a guy's got a microphone and a camera in his basement. Well, I better believe everything he says, because I like him. There's no difference between that and, well, I mean, Chris Cuomo, uh, he's got a camera and a network, and I like him. Man, he's in his basement as well. There's no difference. One just has millions of dollars to make it look beautiful and millions of dollars in marketing. You shouldn't trust anyone. But none of us should be trusting the government. The media was supposed to be outside of the government. The media was supposed to be our defender. It was the... the Fifth of the fourth branch. Was it the fourth branch? We're the fifth, right? Still trying to remember. Fourth branch of, uh, of government. They're supposed to be outside, just like the Congress and the Senate check and balance. Congress together check and balance the administration. Uh, fifth branch. And then you have the Supreme Court. So you have the three branches of government as designed by the Constitution. Then there's another branch on that tree that checks all of those guys, and that's press. And then there's another branch on that tree, and that's us. Well, we're down to us, guys. We're down to us. And here's the problem. We have now grown accustomed to this thing called freedom, where my audience, listen to this. I I don't know if you can relate to it. I've been doing this for 40-some years. It took me a lot of hard, hard work to gain an audience, to gain a platform. I've got 
16 year old kids now who have a platform and a voice. They didn't have to do anything that I did. Hooray for America. Hooray for freedom. My audience has an audience. You have an audience. That's insane. That's never happened before, but it's being shut down. I'm going to get in later on the, on the program what's happening with uh, YouTube. They're officially launching a, a, a new panel to uh, make sure that everything that is said on YouTube, a, a platform where somebody got famous for, for taking a bath in SpaghettiOs, they're going to have some fact checkers now, and uh, and they're going to go to those authoritative voices like CNN and ABC. It's never been more important right now for you to do your own homework. You define multiple voices that you rely on. It is now more important than ever that we don't lose touch. I don't know what happens to local radio. God help local radio, please. Please, when you hear a commercial on on the station, if you happen to be listening to us on local radio, when you hear that sponsor, please frequent it if they are selling something that you want. Local radio is the closest to you. The next closest, and actually this is the first closest, but this is the most dangerous one because it can be cut off at any time, is the Internet. That's the closest to you, but I can guarantee you right now, if you subscribe to anything of mine on YouTube or Facebook or anything, you're not getting half of what I put out. We are being so throttled right now. You're not getting half of what we put out. And that is only going to get worse with not just me, but anyone like me. I would ask that you would subscribe to blazetv.com. Uh, while we have this $30 off, I don't know how much longer this is going to last. When we all go back to work, I think this is going to go away. But I would, I would so urge you, if you have $70, not if it's your last $70, uh, but if you have $70, cancel something else, but don't lose touch with me. Or if it's not me, good. Go, go to Ben Shapiro and Daily Wire. Go to whatever it is. Do it directly and don't lose touch. Don't let any middleman in between. This is the time that I've been talking about for how long? 20 years? This is the critical time. This is the time I created the blaze for. I told you when I left Fox, I don't want anything between us. I don't want advertisers between us. I don't want Google between us, YouTube between us, one-on-one. This is the time. Don't lose touch with the people you trust because there is a concerted effort. And I'll show you this coming up. And we are headed for dangerous times. But I haven't finished yet on the mainstream media because I don't know the truth. And their their viewers and their readers have to be so confused by Joe Biden. They don't have any idea what they're talking about. And yet they're all positioning themselves as the champion of the Me Too movement. (sighs) Yeah, we've been on this thing for a long time. Yeah, and it's time that uh, he uh, he answers. Really? 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 We'll get into that here in just a second. Stand by. All right. Mother's Day. Gonna be a little different with social distancing. Maybe you're living with mom. A lot of people are actually living with their parents right now. Uh, if you are... Uh, 
if you're social distancing and you're away from your mom, you got to do something really great for her. I mean, uh, but if you're living with her, you got to do something even better for her. Holy cow. My kids have put my anyway. Mother's Day will um, Mother's Day will is just around the corner. You need to order early because of social distancing and, you know, touchless or whatever they're calling this thing now. Um, 1-800-Flowers.com has the flowers that are going to be great. 30 assorted tulips for 20% off the original price. 30 assorted tulips for just $39.99. It's going to be really beautiful, very, very springy, etc., etc. If mom doesn't like flowers, I'm telling you, 1-800-Flowers is like a mall. It is the greatest. They got great food and everything else. Just check them out. 1-800-Flowers.com. Committed to your safety and the safety of their team members, so everything is contactless, and because of that, you need to order right now. Order 30 assorted tulips for $39.99. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon. Enter the promo code BECK. 1-800-Flowers.com. Promo code BECK. Hurry. This offer ends on Friday. 10 seconds. Station ID. Man, I am not going to get to half of what we have planned today. Stu, I have to tell you, I know, I don't. Let me just tell, let me tell the makers of Built Bar. (laughs) I apologize uh, to my wife because my wife has been listening to Stu's wife. Mm -hmm. And so she started buying Built Bars uh, because of, of Lisa. She loves them. And I will tell you, I didn't listen because my wife will eat a lot of crap because she's healthy. She'll eat a lot of crap and she'll be like, this is delicious. Then you eat it and you're like, oh, my gosh, no, it's not. It tastes like sandpaper. <laughs> um, oh, no, it tastes just like chocolate. It's like having a candy bar. Bull crap. I just had, I said this yesterday. I just had one today. This is the chocolate mint bar. I like chocolate. I like chocolate and mint. It is like eating a candy bar. It's completely healthy, 150 calories. I've ne- it has no chemical aftertaste, nothing. A protein bar is usually garbage. <laughs> this is so good. I want Built, Built Bar, if you're listening to me, you need to be a sponsor on this program. You, you need to be a sponsor of this program. It, mainly because I'll do all of my work just for the bill part I just, <laughs> don't hold me to that but no. <laughs> this is this is a product that sh- everyone should know about this I, is finally a healthy product that's really good right yeah and the discount is lisa i think you get 15 percent off or something <laughs> wait a minute hold it just a sec what <laughs> you're listening to glenn beck <sighs> okay so Stu, i'm not going to get to anything that we were gonna because that was all riff yeah so what's uh but it was good though wasn't it yeah it was great what do we have here uh, for our sponsor this half hour you're gonna do oh, your uh i'm sorry i want to do your... our sponsor i forgot we were on the air still uh <laughs> norton uh the rise in uh, cyber crime uh since the beginning of this lockdown period has gotten you know uh i mean it's like horse thieves now did you hear about the guy who was arrested i think in california for going by all these mailboxes police watched him do it and he was just stealing all kinds of credit card stuff from people's mail. He was stealing all their treasury checks. I mean, it was really bad. Well, this is happening, you know, in the digital world as well. You need Norton 360. They will give you a password manager, a powerful VPN with bank grade encryption. So you can keep things like logins and passwords more secure and private when you're on Wi-Fi. 
No one can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety. Get to 50% off your first year with an annual subscription at Norton.com slash Beck. That's Norton.com slash Beck. Save up to 50%. Terms do apply. And you can go to uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Uh, the promo code is Glenn, and you get 30 bucks off your subscriptions. Limited time. Do it now. The promo code is Glenn at blazetv.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Glad you're here. Pat's just joined us from Pat Gray Unleashed. Everybody, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How are you this morning, this afternoon? Beautiful day. Traffic is doing great. It sure is. Traffic and weather together, by the way, every nine minutes on the sevens. All day long, we'll get you there on time. (laughs) Every nine minutes. Every nine minutes on the sevens. Because we want to beat the other guys to the punch. (laughs) (laughs) So you think it's on the seven, but the next time it'll be on the six, then it'll be on the five. But we'll always be ahead on traffic. That's right. All right. Uh, Always on the seven. Uh, Welcome, uh, Pat. Uh, I just wanted to go over this and see if any of this makes sense to you. Okay. Uh The New York Times runs an editorial Anger building on the left over Biden's refusal to confront Tara Reid accusation. Now, Mm -hmm. the New York Times, I would say, is probably the best out of the uh, out of the mainstream media. They did what one story on it where they came out neutral Mm -hmm. and then they changed Mm -hmm. their their uh, tweet to make it even uh, to make it less neutral and lean towards Biden. But now they're saying, you know, a lot of people on the left are very upset and <laughs> we're with them. Boy, that Biden, <laughs> he's really got a, he's got a step to the plate. Nobody's asking him. No. Why should he come out and say something when your own reporters aren't asking? Then you also have the Washington Post. And I want to ask you this. Let's start here. If you're a reader of the Washington Post and you have not heard any of the charges you know they're not they're not covering it uh nobody's been talking about it in the mainstream media and you read an editorial the washington post editorial board called on vice president joe biden to directly address tara reed's accusation of sexual assault the editorial board called biden out for his failure to address the accusation tara reed deserves to be heard and the voters deserve to hear her said the editorial board. They deserve to hear from Joe Biden, too. Mr. Biden has had little to say besides what his campaign has already said, that he didn't do it, that this is not something he would ever do. Yet the way to signal, uh, yet the way to signal he takes Ms. Reed's case seriously and the cases of women like her seriously is to go before the media and uh, the public ready to listen and reply. Wait, but you have to ask him. Reply mm-hmm. is usually something uh, replying to a help me out, Pat. A, a question, uh, maybe question. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I can't take the uh, and th- and this shows the power of the people. They do not want to cover it. They haven't covered it. And yet it's out there. Yeah. 
And that's why Google is now trying to silence non-authoritative voices. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Did you see the fact that, as of Monday at least, CNN, uh, who did 700 stories on the Brett Kavanaugh uh, allegations, 700 stories, had by Monday done a little less than that, zero stories (laughs) on Tara Reid's accusations. Unbelievable. I mean, that's just... Well, unbelievable. Both are less than a thousand stories, though. Well, that's that is so true. The same category. They're a thousand under or less. a thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so, <laughs> so, do you guys know who Katie Halper is from the Katie Halper Show? Oh, now, she's the one that broke from this. the Katie, isn't she? Yeah. The, uh, yeah, is she yeah, the one yeah. Did the initial interview with Tara Reid? Yeah, and so she's a um, she's a deep progressive. She's a Bernie Sanders thing, and she said, "I didn't want to be the one that broke it because I'm a Bernie Sanders fan." Mm. But she's a progressive da- um, Democrat, uh, diametrically opposed. I'm quoting her: "Diametrically opposed to Trump's policies." Um, uh, the huge irony is: is the New York Times and Washington Post. I'm quoting allegedly objective outlets have been the ones stealth editing their stories, openly taking editorial feedback from the Biden campaign, as New York Times executive editor Dean Bacqua admitted uh, to uh, you, Ben, talking to uh, Ben, um, what's his name? Uh, shoot. Uh, let me see if I can Benjamin. find him here. Uh, Smith. No, Ben Smith, uh, New York Times media columnist. Um uh, as uh, as you had an excellent Q&A with him. It's obvious that the editors are regurgitating Biden's talking points. The only surprising thing is they don't have the awareness not to announce it publicly. Mm. So she goes on. Then you have, uh, then you also have, um, gosh, there's one more here that was amazing. Uh, oh, Rose McGowan. Now, Rose McGowan is crazy. Let's admit it. She's crazy. But even the crazy are waking up. Listen to what she said. I used to be a proud Democrat. I used to be a proud American. I thought democracy meant I had a right to choose uh, somebody who lined up with my value systems. But what if there's no one? She went on to say she was raised as, uh, on the idea uh, the Democratic Party was, were the good guys. She said, I feel quite a sense of loss. Now I know too much. She said, this is about holding the media accountable. You go after Trump and Kavanaugh saying, believe victims, but you are a lie. You have always been a lie. The corrupt DNC is in on a major smear job of Tara Reid. So are you. Shame on you. Yeah, that was directed. I mean, that was directed to Alyssa Milano. Uh, who has who was came out in support of Biden mm-hmm. and who just a few years ago was all about being a believer of everybody's accusations. So was Biden, by the way. Biden also said women uh, deserve to be believed. Well, uh, okay, I believe Tara Reid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's tough when they get caught in their own ridiculous statements, isn't it? right? I mean, like, I, it, yeah. I think that it's not a, a, a sane position. <laughs> To believe all women. That's no, an insane position. You should listen to them. Yeah. You should, every, every one of them, when they make so, an accusation, should be taken seriously. Yeah. Um, and, and it should also, by the way, we should have a level of skepticism. Um, and that's based on this uh, this idea of 
innocent until proven guilty. So if someone needs to be proven guilty, you need to go at the at the accusation and not just instantly believe it because it's impossible to prove yourself guilty if everyone believes your accuser or mm. if, if, so, prove yourself so, not guilty. Right. Excuse me. Yeah. So here's the here's the problem. Now listen, they're starting to make some sense, but it's inconsistent. This is Tarana Burke. Now, she's the woman who is celebrated as the brave, brave woman who empowered women in the in, in the entertainment industry to finally address widespread sexual harassment and violence. And if she did that, that's great. I don't I don't know her story. That's fine. There's been some good things that have come out of the Me Too movement. And then there's been some bad things because it's it's been used as a political weapon. She says she's quoting. I'm quoting her now on the Joe Biden thing. My stance has never wavered. Survivors have the right to speak their truth and be given the space to heal. But the inconvenient truth is that this story is impacting us differently because it hits at the heart of one of the most important elections of our lifetime. And I hate to disappoint Uh. you, but I don't really have any easy answers. There are no perfect survivors and no (laughs) one, especially a presidential candidate, is beyond reproach. So where does that leave us? Well, on the one hand, Tara Reid has been afforded the opportunity to speak her truth through mainstream media reporting on her claims and ongoing investigative journalism. She's been able to come forward in a process where she was treated fairly in a trusted system. Instead, like other public survivors before her, she had to rely on journalists in order to be heard, precisely because the systems for survivors are not in place. But on the other hand... The defense of Joe Biden shouldn't rest on whether or not he's a good guy or only hope. Instead, he could demonstrate what it looks like to be both accountable and electable. Accountable for what? If he didn't do it, then he could be he should be someone you can consider supporting as a Democrat. If he did it, how are you supporting this person? You're saying oh, no, you're, no, going, you're no, voting she, for a rapist? No, 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 no. no. No, no, no. She she explains oh. um, how to be both accountable and electable in the Me Too uh, era, meaning, quoting, at a minimum, at a minimum, acknowledging that his that his demonstrated learning curve around boundaries with women at the very least left him open to the plausibility of these claims. No matter what you believe, <laughs> we are allowed to expect more from the person running for U.S. Hmm. president. Oh, uh, my gosh. I love that. That's wow. going to that's that's being held accountable. That's holding yourself accountable. You know, my learning curve, you know, it's curved and, <laughs> you know, that made that made people say things about me that, you know, maybe some people believe that aren't true because of my learning curve. Yeah. No, oh, my gosh. It, it's, it's amazing how it gets handled, too, by the media where Kavanaugh was like, here is a situation where Republicans want someone on the Supreme Court who looks like he was most certainly a race, a rapist, right? Like that was basically the way the, the, the media handled that story. Oh yeah. Listen yes. to the framing of the Biden story though. They're finally covering it now, but listen to the framing of it. This is from the Associated Press. A sexual assault allegation is raising Joe Biden's first big challenge as the Democratic uh, Democrats presidential nominee, fueling Republican attacks and leaving many in his own party in an uncomfortable bind. 
So mm. it's not about how horrible of a guy this is or this terrible experience that he apparently put this woman through. Instead, it's that it's a challenge. He's he's he's, he's now we're now in horse race mode, right? He's got he's got a little thing he's got to fight off as a candidate, and it's bad because the Republicans are able to attack him over it. And his own party has to give awkward answers to questions. We're talking about a, a sexual assault allegation here. We're, mm-hmm. not, we're not talking about something that's a little inconvenient for a candidate. Either you believe these things all the time, as you said you did, or you don't. And clearly what they're doing here is trying mm-hmm. to push this off into some sort of uh, element in our little political It'll soap opera that's unfolding. Mm-hmm. And that's not It'll what this apart. is. Yeah. Uh, so, so, Pat, I do have a correction on CNN for you. Okay. Uh, CNN has covered it in their uh, their editor at large piece. Uh, they wrote something yesterday. Okay, uh, that was after Monday. Said, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, CNN's Don Lemon, Lemon asked former Georgia State lawmaker Stacey Abrams about the oh, allegations. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. so they covered it on Tuesday night, uh-huh. but they covered it with bat crap crazy Abrams. Okay, (laughs) but then then uh, she responded that the New York Times, uh, you know, said that they hadn't done anything. Well, CNN has corrected this. That's not accurate. Uh, And they go on to say that the New York Times said they didn't know who was telling the truth. So they're on it at CNN. Uh, And besides, whose truth is it that we're looking for? Are we looking for her truth or his truth? Because apparently there's all kinds of different sorts of truth. Now (laughs) I hate that line. She should, we should listen to her truth. There is no her truth or his truth. There's only truth. Mm -hmm. It's either, it either happened or it didn't. It can't be the perspective of Biden or her perspective. Either he stuck his hand up her dress or he didn't. Right. Which did he do? And we keep talking about this. Like our, as a society, we have to take these accusations seriously. But if you're Joe Biden, you don't. If yeah, you know you right. didn't do it, you should be out there vociferously saying, Absolutely. screw off. I didn't do yes. any of this stuff. Get out of my face. She's lying. Uh, mm-hmm. let, me just, let, me just quote, let me just quote the FBI agent, because I think this could be asked of the press today. What is our goal here? Truth? Admission? Or to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired? This is the same kind of thing. What are you trying to do? Did you were you looking for the truth with Kavanaugh or did you just want him fired? Right. Are we looking for the truth? The answer is no. When it comes to the press, they are not looking for the truth. By the way, you can listen to Pat Gray, Pat Gray Unleashed, the uh, great podcast that you can hear uh, wherever you get your podcasts or you can uh, grab it right before this on blaze radio network right before this amazing amazing show uh patriot mobile uh is our sponsor i think Um, that he is telling you know i i okay thank you uh i am telling the truth Mm -hmm. thank you stacy abrams um the only mobile uh, phone company that supports conservative values has now reduced their already low prices even more right now their u.s-based team it will design with you a customized family plan for for $25, $35, $45, or $55 a month, depending on how you want it set up. Patriot Mobile will never charge you hidden fees. I want you to open up your, your phone bill from your carrier and just look at all of the hidden fees, all the fees that are in there. You're like, what? wait, 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 what is that? None of those exist in Patriot Mobile. 
and they're not doing anything else uh, that the other big providers are doing. They all are sending money. Look at it. It's documented. It's verified. They're sending money to like Planned Parenthood and anti uh, first and second amendment groups. It's crazy. That's what they're doing with the money that they earn off of you. Uh, Patriot Mobile, they're taking their money that they earn and they're investing it in things that you actually believe in. Pro-life and Second Amendment. The best thing is it's going to cost you less money and you're going to get great service. Okay, 972 Patriot. Make the switch now. 972 Patriot. It's my Patriot Mobile. uh, Sorry, it's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Go there now. A lot of people in this country would be delighted to pay more in taxes. Finding yourself speechless listening to progressive arguments? Arm yourself with the facts. Arguing with Socialists, a new book from Glenn Beck. Get it now on Amazon or wherever books are sold. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. So glad that you're here. Coming up in just a second, we have the co-founder of The Federalist. Uh, he's a podcast host, The Federalist Radio Hour. His name is uh, Ben Dominich, and, and uh, he has just uh, written an, uh, a story for The Wall Street Journal, How My Joke on Twitter Became a Federal Case. He made a joke about uh, unions and the National uh, uh, Labor Relations Board or Relations Labor Board uh, which is the closest thing we have to a Gestapo, I think. That and the FAA. Uh, I mean, it is a Gestapo with unbelievable powers. Well, they have come after him for a joke. Government out of control. And we've got to band together and stop this stuff right now while we have an ally in the, in the White House. Back in a minute with him. You're listening to Glenn Beck. With all the uncertainty in the world, feeling safe at home has never been more important. And that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe Home Security. And for a good reason. They are longtime friends of the program and really, truly brilliant people. They care about what they do and what they make. They care about you. Simply Safe has always made it easy to finally get comprehensive protection for your home. There is no technician. There's no salesperson that needs to come and disrupt your home. You order it online. You don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract. There's no contract. And you can set it up yourself in under an hour. And your home will be protected 24-7 with emergency dispatch for break-ins, fire, and more for 50 cents a day. It's simple. And U.S. News and World Report named Simply Safe best overall home security of 2020. Right now, when you head to simplysafebeck.com, you'll get a free Simply Safe HD security camera. That's simplysafebeck.com to make sure they know who sent you. Simply Safe, wishing you safety and good health. There are so many ramifications that are coming from this. One of them is just the neighbors. I mean, you're ratting on neighbors, and I mean, it's it's not good. In a half an hour, uh, we're going to have. Remember the Dallas uh, salon person that opened yeah. up her her salon. Apparently, the business next doors to her, next door to her, which is open, it's a dog groomer, 
has been calling the city. So she's got to now go show up in court. She may go to jail today. I wanted her for next hour. And she said, I got to go to court. I may be in jail and not be able to make that interview. And I said, well, then we'll put you on before jail time. (laughs) It's unbelievable what's happening. We're just the, really the good people unintended. and accommodating others, and that's what we do. We're, we're going to put you on before you go to jail. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got that going. You got that going for you. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to talk to uh, Ben Dominich, uh who had a Wall Street Journal editorial: "How my joke on Twitter became a federal case, literally a federal case." He is going up against, uh, I think, the Labor Relations Board is is. Uh, of an office or a branch of the federal government that is just out of control. It's, I mean, it's brown shirt stuff. We will talk to him about the trouble he's in for making a joke. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. We have we have some amazing things going on in our country, and we all better stand up and unite and tell our government uh, to back off, back off, and protect the rights of all mankind before we lose everything. We've got stories today about hairdressers going to possibly going to jail. We're going to talk to one of them next. We just had a uh, a mom who's. The police were sent because the, her little kid went out and was playing and another kid was outside and they were playing together. So the mom calls the police on the neighbors saying their kid is being dangerous with my kid. Oh, my gosh. And now a joke on Twitter is literally a federal case. Your rights are at stake. It's time to wake up and stand together. We begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. One thing I want to talk to you about, uh, if you are, um, I don't want you to be surprised. And the great thing is, 2008, you weren't surprised. If you listen to me, when that crash happened, you weren't surprised. If you were you were going through the caliphate thing, you weren't surprised. Here recently, you weren't surprised with, uh, with China and Joe Biden and all the stuff that was happening over in Ukraine. You weren't surprised you were ahead of it. You weren't surprised on the coronavirus, that, the, that they wouldn't kill as many people. It would really be the depression that it caused that you would have to worry about. So now I don't want you to be surprised when your house value is cut in half in the coming, what, year, two years. Uh, I hope I am wrong on this, but you better prepare for it. Uh, prepare for a time where it's going to be very hard to get a loan uh, for a house, even if you have really good credit. So if you're looking to sell your house, you need to do it right now. You need to get it ready and you need to get it on the market as soon as possible. And you need the right real estate agent. Now, we have a free service to you, realestateagentsitrust.com. We will help you find a real estate agent, which we think fit the criteria of being one of the best uh, in your area, if not the best. But I want you to do your own homework. Don't just take it from us. Do an interview with them and interview somebody else as well, if you'd like. But real estate agents, I trust they are going to be motivated to sell your house. These are the people that know the market. They know what's going on. They have a great advertising uh, system to bring customers in. 
to see your home and to get it sold. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Right now, go there. Realestateagentsitrust.com. So Ben Dominich is a uh, conservative writer, blogger, television commentator. He's the co-founder and publisher of The Federalist. He hosts a podcast. I think he's got to be tired. Um, he formerly of the Heartland Institute uh, and the city. Heartland Institute is just the best. Welcome to the program, uh, Ben. Great to be with you, Glenn. Thanks so much for having me on. You bet. So now you made a joke on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, about labor unions. What was the yes. joke? So uh, the joke was that in the context of a bunch of uh, leftists over at Vox, which is uh, a place that I do not encourage your your, your listeners to go and read, um, we're, we're all uh, protesting, uh, despite their cushy jobs, uh, in, in favor of, of new negotiated, even more uh, cushy jobs. Uh, and I made a joke at the time uh, last spring uh, that, uh, you know, uh, warning uh, the folks uh, at uh, the Federalist, uh, which I run, you know, hey, the next one of you that wants to unionize, I'm sending you back to the salt mine. Now, Glenn, I do not <laughs> now and, and do not plan to own a salt mine. I'm not ruling it out eventually, but, uh, you know, there's aspirations for everything. But Did you hire the people at the Federalist from a salt mine? <laughs> I mean, the question no, needs to no, be no, asked, I think, Ben. I think that would have been to their credit. I mean, it would have been a sign of how hard we are. Um, right. So Glenn, okay. what, if I told you that there was a country where someone who you have never employed, who you do not know, who simply dislikes a joke that you have posted on social media, uh, can, within a few minutes, file a complaint that would bring the entire weight and power of the federal government at taxpayer expense down upon you, that they could subpoena every email you have sent to an employee, that they could subpoena your employees, forcing them to hire their own legal counsel to travel to a different state where they do not work in order to testify in front of bureaucrats, that they could do this at the drop of a pen just because they don't like you. I would not think that was America, but it is. And that's what I've discovered, and it, it frankly so, 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 is so, so, so wait, that I'm wait, fighting with wait, wait, what have they done to you? I mean, they obviously, <laughs> did they call you and say, hey, uh, what's the deal with the, the joke? So what, what, what did, happened, frankly, is that a, a couple of, of, uh, of left-to-center writers, uh, uh, one of them a lawyer and, and uh, who used to work for the National Labor Relations Board, and another <laughs> an, uh, a lawyer in Boston, filed a complaint saying that my joke amounted to a threat against my own employees uh, uh, based on uh, a, an attempt to prevent them from unionizing. Now, I have a very small group of employees at the Federalist, and none of them have ever expressed any interest in unionization. Um, and, really? And the was, Federalist yeah. employees? They, really? Huh. <laughs> really? Yes. Yes. It's amazing. And yet, right. and, uh, you know, you know, our, our motto comes from Calvin Coolidge, you know, famous union buster. So, I mean, you know, you can take with that what, what right. you will. But the, right. But the, but the perspective. Really if they is, do want to unionize, you're either a really bad person or you're horrible at hiring. <laughs> exactly. I mean, wow. <laughs> so, the, so the point of this really is that these leftists uh, who have used this National Labor Relations Board to come after us in such a way that, frankly, uh, you know, threatens uh, our ability to continue to function as a company. And, and the, 
the stakes really are quite small in the sense that what they're demanding that I do is I delete the joke. I send out to my employees, uh, you know, an update on the fact that, oh, yes, just so you know, you all have the ability to unionize and that kind of thing. And then it all goes away. But to me, I think this is about something much bigger, which is that, you know, the National Labor Relations Board, like so many other aspects of the bureaucracy of the administrative state, believes that it has much bigger rights than, than it had in its creation. Mm-hmm. You know, its inception back in the 1930s and then, and then cases that were decided in the 60s that basically say anyone anywhere can, can file this type of lawsuit. And to me, I think that's a, that's a question worth you, re-asking and asking the we real know, we, the Constitution. Matters. We know that it is, in every other case, you have to have standing. You have, okay. to, ha- you have to be affected by this. Uh, why is it different for the the labor board? It's it's different there because they have interpreted their own statute as to wow. allow for this kind of latitude, which is of course absurd. It's bureaucrats just giving themselves the rights to to allow anything to trigger anything, uh, and to and keep in mind these are not real courts. They're courts where one bureaucrat wears the prosecutor hat one day, and then they wear the judge hat the next day. And so yeah, no, and they're and they're very they're they're very very pro union. I mean, Obama changed yeah. the balance of all of that. Yes. And and uh, from my perspective, and here's the thing, Glenn, I'm not even that anti-union. But when they went in front of the the, the board, their uh, prosecutor maintained we aren't even a publication, even though we've you know covered all sorts of things. We've sent people overseas to Hong Kong. We've got you know covered cartel things along the border. We've gone to uh, you know covering Brexit. You know, they don't even consider us a publication. They consider us a quote unquote anti-union website. And they're oh my they're gosh, citing, oh my gosh, they're citing. You know, pieces written by, you know, legal minds like Richard Epstein and, you know, other people who mostly criticizing, you know, public school unions and things like that as a proof of that. None of which, by the way, were written by me. And it's one of these things where, you know, that is the kind of latitude that these bureaucrats believe they have to invade. And I just I couldn't accept it, Glenn. I could say I could have accepted the deal you know, no financial penalty, just, you know, uh, uh, it all goes away. All you have to do is delete a tweet. But from my perspective, I have the good fortune to know so many great, brilliant lawyers uh, and to know so many people who are going to take big stands. Good for you. Good for you. And so and so we just said no. And now we're fighting it. And uh, the, as we expected, the initial administrative law judge ruled against us. He said it was irrelevant that my own employees filed affidavits saying, we didn't think that this was a threat. We thought this was a joke. He said, that doesn't matter. He said that, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what they think of it. You know, it doesn't matter that they have a sense of humor and he doesn't. <laughs> you, I mean, Ben, you are, you're dealing with, um, you know, the, the, a very, very powerful uh, arm of the government. I mean, it's IRS, FAA, and the Labor Relations Board. I mean, Yes. You are they are whatever they, they if they want to destroy you, they will, which is crazy that that can happen in America. But you, you are aware of the consequence. Yeah. Well, that right? to me is, is why this is this is that to me this is why this is worth fighting, Glenn, because good for you. If, if they can if they can do this to me, who has the resources and have the has the connections to be able to fight it, then what can they do if if the person who makes a joke like this? Uh, you know, owns a local salon or the dog breeder so, you mentioned or a tank and they put something like this and some random sees random person sees it on Facebook or on Twitter and says, I'm going to make their life hell. 
That's can I ask you? I cannot stand that idea. Let me let me just ask you a philosophical question. Sure. You're a freedom guy. You've started a small company. Uh, I started a small company. My my company that I personally own 100 percent of is Mercury. It owns the studios and everything else. And I have a handful of employees um, and none of us would unionize. Um, and I do believe that unions are impo- are very important in balance. It's yeah. when one side gets too much power, either the corporation or the union gets too much power is where we have problems. Um, and uh, so to balance things, I think unions play a-, a role in that. I'm not a fan of them, but they do play a role. And I, I accept that for some for some cases. Yeah. But in my shop, this is my dream. It's my money. Uh, I hired people. And if they wanted to fundamentally change the way I did things, why don't I have a right to fire people? Well, I, I think one of the things that we need to keep in mind is that unions are kind of a, a, a break glass in case of complete you know, destruction situation. You know, I think they do have a, Correct. a powerful function historically, but they, but they also are, you know, in the case of, of a lot of modern white collar jobs, you know, I just think not the best way to go about things. There's a reason that that same Vox media that I mentioned at the beginning is currently out hat in hand saying, Hey, please give us some money to get through this crisis. Even though they took $300 million in investment uh, just a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, Glenn, you, you built a dream based on your inspiration from, from a lot of different folks, from, uh, from Orson Welles, from Walt Disney. You had an idea, and you brought people together to pursue that idea. And I think that if you're a good boss, unions are not the kind of thing that is even necessary. And that was the real thing that my right. employees were so angered about in this context, because they were saying, why am I, as a, an American taxpayer, paying for someone to come after me in a way that's going to require me to hire my own lawyer or to, to, to engage in this kind of thing? And, and Glenn, I, I want to be clear when about how no invasive this really was. You know, imagine someone coming to you and saying, Glenn, because you made a joke about a union, I get to subpoena every single message that, or text message or email or communication you've ever had with an employee. I mean, just think about how invasive and how overwhelming that power is, and especially when it comes to their disrespect of the idea that you're even in media. They might say they might say to you, "We don't think you're in media. We think you're an anti-union oh, yeah, organization." And and yeah, to me, no, that's just that's unacceptable. And so we're we're fighting it. We're going to continue to fight it. Eventually, we'll get to a, a real court where the Constitution will matter. And and to me, I mean, <laughs> from my perspective, even if I lose this argument, is worth having because I think it tells you something about the nature of America today. And we cannot allow a, a future in which these leftist trolls are empowered. To, to reach out and just pull that lever and enable taxpayer-funded bureaucrats to pursue the people they don't like. So I kind of, this is almost a setup question for you, so I'd like you to go a little deeper than this. Uh, and I'm going to take a one-minute break and then come back for your answer. But, Ben, I, uh, I am really concerned. You know, today, YouTube is launching their, their panels uh, they're fact-checking panels uh, for mm-hmm. the uh, the COVID uh, crisis. They are looking for authoritative truth, which chills me to the bone. Um, and they are looking to highlight authoritative sources. 
you're not an authoritative source, although I find you to be an authoritative source because your your stuff is researched well and written by people who are experts in the field. Uh, but you're never going to be an authoritative source. Um, and I think this is bone chilling what is happening between the media, the government and the social media platforms. And I'd like to get your thought on that here uh, in just a second. Let me break for one minute stations. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You know what really pisses me off is these banks are making fortunes. They're making all kinds of money. They're never, they will make their money back. Do you know the PPP? They've made, what is it, $10 billion on the uh, PPP already? Just in their fees to process all the loans so you can get help. I mean... Are they paying the taxpayer when we give them money for, I mean, should we charge them? They've picked our pocket, gone to the federal government, gotten these bailouts. Where's my fee? Anyway, um, yeah, they are getting wealthy uh, and they're going to be fine. Meanwhile, financing is going to get harder and harder to get. Uh, I urge you to refinance your house if you are paying over 4% now. Uh, by the way, they're paying zero. They're paying zero. They raise the interest rates at these big banks. You know why? Even though it's going down for them, well, demand. Oh, so the free market works now. Okay, thank you. Anyway, uh, American financing, you, you need to think about your debt load right now, your mortgage rate, your credit card debt. Call the experts at American Financing. They are not the big banks. They will find the right mortgage for you and see if they can save you a lot of money. Hundreds, if not a thousand bucks a month in many cases. AmericanFinancing.net. Go there right now or just call them. They're waiting here for your call. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. We pause for 10 seconds. We're talking to the co-founder of The Federalist uh, and the uh, host of The Federalist Radio Hour. It's a podcast you can find wherever you get your podcast. Uh, ben Dominench. Uh, ben, let's talk about the media here for, for a second. Uh, okay. Have you noticed a, a shift into high gear on their merging with the federal government and their protection of the media? You know, look, I, I think, you know, we, we talk a lot about the problems of media, uh, both at the Federalist and obviously at the Blaze, and, and you have, have been somebody who's been leading in this conversation. One of the things I think people don't understand is that the most powerful media entities are not the cable news stations. They are not the, the things that you see in terms of logos. They are, they are technology corporations that are the mm-hmm. most powerful media entities in the world. Google, Facebook, etc. These are more powerful more powerful, than more powerful than not just media, but everything. More powerful than the president. Yes. More powerful in than anything on planet Earth. They are nations unto themselves, and they behave yes. as such. They have their own laws. They have their own internal rules, and uh, they have their own battles that they wage. And in this case, I think that this 
this crisis has revealed a lot of things about America. I think it's revealed uh, how many stupid laws we have that prevent the advancement of, of, uh, of, of not just drugs, but uh, of health innovations and the like. Stupid laws that prevent people from living the way that they would like to live. It's also revealed how much these technology corporations are willing to use their power to silence people that they find objectionable for various reasons. And I think that this is particularly true in light of the way that the red Chinese have used mm-hmm. uh, the power of social media mm-hmm. to advance their propagandistic message on, on yes. this virus, on its spread, on its origins, and that they're able to keep their tweets and their postings up. Okay, But if you say something that questions the WHO, the China-conflicted WHO, keep in mind, led by someone in Dr. Tedros who should not be trusted, a corrupt individual nope. from Ethiopia. He was, he was mm-hmm. China's candidate. He had previously uh, you know, covered up for pandemics in his own nation yep. and someone that yep. you know, we should have yep. fought harder against. It, that kind of pressure, uh, I mean, Glenn, I don't use this word a lot, but it's just, it's evil what they're doing. It really it is. is. And, it and, is. And I think that, it, you know, thankfully, there, I mean, there's a, there's a handful of politicians out there that we have today who are willing to confront this kind of thing. And I, and I hope that we get more of them, but I do too. I, I will tell you this. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. They need, they, we need they to need to call these companies for account. They have to bring yeah. them in front of them. They have to, they have to make them answer for what they're doing because it's unacceptable and it's un-American. I, I would like to see uh, an uprising in America to the politicians in Washington. You know, there's there's uh, I think they're called economic empowerment zones. Detroit was one yep. where they where the laws are kind of suspended. I mean, not all the laws, but they're they They make it really easy for investment to come in. They loosen and lax and uh, lax all of the uh, the regulations. So so entrepreneurs can come in and turn things around. I think we should declare the United States of America an economic empowerment zone uh, and and relax all of these things so we can get back to work and the creators can actually create again. Then, I don't know, we, you know, I, 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 go ahead. I don't know if you I know we're having a conversation here, but I I don't know if you had a, have had an opportunity to see some of this footage from from South Dakota. Um, from Christy Nome's uh, territory, yeah, yeah, uh, the yeah. parade they ran yesterday, and, and that clearly oh, I didn't see that. emotionally, the amount of of fire she has taken from the eastern cellar corridor oh, of New York, East oh, Media, I know, is intense. It is it is yeah. awful, and it is it is factually ber- you know bereft of any truth. Okay, Ben, I got to cut you loose. We're up against a break. Thank you so much. Um, let me take you. Uh, let me take you here to our sponsor this half hour. It's Simply Safe. Uh, look, trouble is coming our way. Um, you know, now we're right now all hiding in our house because of coronavirus uh, zombies. Um, but uh, when we go back outside and we're not in our house, um, we're going to need to be able to make sure that somebody is not in our house stealing all of our stuff. Here's the thing. Simply safe home security is 
excellent. It is affordable. It is uh, the you know security system of the year. I don't remember who it was, Forbes or one of those guys said a security system of the year because they have reinvented the security system at home. You own it. Uh, there's no contracts involved. It's 50 cents a day for the security, but you can cancel it any time. It's simplysafebeck.com. You want to make sure that nobody is prowling around your house and stealing your stuff that you worked hard to buy. Simplysafebeck.com. Simplysafebeck.com. Make sure you uh, let them know that our show sent you. Simplysafebeck.com. And if you go to Amazon, you can now get Glenn Beck's new book, Arguing with Socialists, a national bestseller. Go get it now. Amazon.com and glennbeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to it. Uh, Shelly Luther is joining us again. You may not know who Shelly is. She's a uh, owner of a hair salon here in Dallas. Now you're asking, why would you have a hair salon uh, owner on? Well, because uh, she is facing arrest this morning for staying open despite, uh, you know, salons being deemed non-essential. And it's happening in Texas. She's on her way to court now. We wanted to get her before she went to jail, possibly. Hello, Shelly. How are you? Good morning, Glenn. I'm great. How are you? <laughs> uh, well, I'm better than you. Um, I'm not going to court today. <laughs> So, yeah, well, so um, what has happened my, since my attorney, my attorneys uh, did my court case and they, we tried to do an injunction for the temporary restraining order against me and my salon and they did not grant that. So now I'm just kind of um, waiting to see what my quote unquote punishment is going to be for defying the ordinance. So you've had to close. They just came in and they closed you down. No, I'm not closing. Um, they just served me. You're still not closing. No, I'm not closing. Good for you. Thank you. Okay. Um, all right. So you're going to take the punishment, the hearing. Has it happened yet? Yes. They did not grant the injunction. So basically, and I'm guilty of defying a temporary restraining order. And so when do they decide your punishment? I'm sure they are right now. I'm sure they're getting ready to do whatever they're going to do. It's my attorney just guessing yesterday thought it could be a thousand dollars a day fine and or jail time along with maybe um, having city officials stand outside and not allow patrons to come into the salon. That is unbelievable. Unbelievable. They're opening Texas up today. What'd you say? The dog groomer next door has been essential the entire time. So I can go and get my dog groomed, but uh, can't get a haircut. Correct. And tomorrow in Texas, you can also get Botox and fillers, but you cannot get your hair t- your haircut. <sighs> uh, okay. Have you had any support from any elected official in Texas? Um, yes. Um, from Chip. He's a... Um, Chip Roy. Chip Roy. Hmm. Yes, he uh, yeah, okay. contacted me yesterday. Full support. 
um, making public on his social media how much he uh, supports me. And there's also a couple um, of, I think, state representatives that have um, sent messages to Governor Abbott saying salons need to be included in what's happening tomorrow. No, no, they just free Texas. I can't believe I'm saying this free Texas. We all should be able to make the decisions ourselves. We're all smart enough. Since when did Texas not touch not trust Texans? I mean, we moved here for a reason. Because we didn't want to live in California. We didn't want to live in New York. And we thought that the state respected us enough to be intelligent and make our own decisions. It's why our our House and Senate doesn't even open up every year. They don't even go to work every year. They don't have laws to pass because they trust Texans. Oh, this Correct. is crazy. Well, the problem is we have people from moving in here from California and the other places. Oh, I know. Um, changing our our uh, our state up a little. So, okay. So, are you in a position to pay a thousand dollar fine every day? Um, I definitely have thousands, if not millions, of people backing me right now. I'll just say that. Well, that would be that would be great. Uh, that would be great. Uh, uh, all right. Well, will you call us the minute you find out? I mean, probably call your husband or whomever uh, and let them know. Oh, no, you, I just have a boyfriend. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. um, yeah. He's going to keep my phone. So if you guys want to um, call back, he'll answer and he can fill you guys in on what's going on for sure. His name's Tim. Okay. We'll call Tim and get an update before we go off the air today. Find out what what's happening. Uh, all right. Well, I appreciate that. Best of luck. Thank you so much. I appreciate your support. You bet, Shelly. Bye-bye. What's your guess, Stu? It's interesting. She seemed to have confidence in, in the funding aspect to pay off these fines and it's taking a stand. And yeah. look, we've, we, this is the type of thing that was praised uh, throughout history in America when people would take a stand like this. We saw that through all sorts of movements uh, in this country. Um, I, you know, look, I, the one thing I, I think you know i i really like the fact that she's standing up and doing this and the way the very local government in dallas has treated her is uh, is completely wrong um you know the state uh, you mentioned the state of free texas i i think they are i think they are trying to do i think abbott is trying to do that right i think he's trying to do it in a careful way so we don't get back in this situation again uh which i really do fear if we just go you know we just We're open everything up in tomorrow anyway. We're going to be back in it it's going to happen. So you, we you, are going you, to. You, we're all going to get coronavirus. We will all have it in the next eighteen months. All of us will have. it. I hope that's not true. It's possible, though. If that if that's true, though, I mean, we're. It's going to be a really devastating, much more devastating than it is now. Um, but like we had Abbott on the other day, um, uh, he's he's explained this plan. And the salons are scheduled to open on May eighteenth again. I, for example, the there's she's a, open. She yeah. she's opened because her stylists have no money. Oh yeah. The other part about they this have too to, is is the stylists all around the country are of course going to people's houses and just cutting the hair on the side. Which of course you know yes. I totally understand. You got to keep your life going, but it's actually a much less safe situation than having a yes. full salon with all the disinfectants and everything else. So it yes. really makes no sense. I don't understand why it wasn't included uh, in this first thing. The, the, my guess is 
because um, Donald Trump came out and said and, and warned against Georgia doing it. And so I think the, the particularly the red state governors are trying to to uh, take his advice into account and roll it out as slowly and carefully as possible. Because um, I think, you know, salons are, you know, the, I was surprised that they didn't include it. Um, but look, they have this plan uh, set up for the state. If you remember, Colleyville, Texas, which is a town somewhat near where our studios are, decided to open up on their own against the advice of the state restaurants and stuff about a week early. And Abbott didn't step in. Like, he's not trying to enforce that and make everybody shut it down. In Dallas, he, she's dealing with the local government. There's not a, it's not a free Texas issue as much as it's a free Dallas issue, I think. Um, you know, she may disagree with that. I, I, uh, I don't know. Well, maybe we can get her on again at some point and talk to her about that. But I, I don't think... I mean, you didn't, you didn't express to me, at least, that Abbott was making some massive mistake no. in the way he was rolling this out. Is, is that I how didn't you think he. I didn't think he was, but I think... Th- I think Everybody is responsible in their own in their own state. Yeah. The governors are responsible for these towns that go out of. I mean, you know, Go- the Governor Abbott has always been very strong on no sanctuary cities. I don't care what you say. No san- sanctuary cities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know how he holds his recommendations together without, uh, you know, a boot on throats. So if he steps in and says, no, if they want to open, you're not going to throw them in jail. You're not going to do all this draconian crap. Uh, but I I would expect uh a governor of texas to uh say throwing the salon owner in jail is stupid yeah i i would stop it i would bet he would he would feel that way um also you know the governor's office seemed to make it clear in the reporting on the openings of the restaurants a couple weeks ago that the governor is a small believer in small government and is not going to be intervening in the situation so look i think you're going to have local uh, issues here that are going to pop up all over the country. And that is one thing that we keep forgetting about the way we've handled this. We all keep saying, okay, there's this big shutdown. Certain things have been shut down, particularly in certain states. But our federal government has, generally speaking, just given recommendations. And most people have followed them because, you know, they don't want to die. Uh, And I think, you know, that's understandable. (laughs) They're going to do that. I'm, I'm telling you, pe- people, they're, they're opening up the restaurants today in uh, in uh, Texas. Now, if you want to look honestly at what is more essential, going out for a restaurant, when you got the fast foods uh, restaurants already open, going out and having a nice dinner at a restaurant, or getting your hair cut. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, getting neither are that important, but... In the grand scheme of things, having a haircut yeah, personal uh, grooming is, is important. more important than yeah is 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 more important than going out and having somebody serve you food when you can get it you know by taking it out. It doesn't make sense to me, and that's the problem. You have to pick winners and losers. That's not the government's place to do it. Yeah, and, and they don't. They should not be dictating that. And to your point here, Glenn, you know the the, the government has said here in in Texas. As of tomorrow, we, uh, restaurants are opening up at 25% capacity. I will say I have made already two dinner reservations for this weekend. 
I'm ready to go back to restaurants. Um, but I'm thinking about it. I, I might do it myself. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of excited to do it. It's all out, outdoor 25%, dining. Twenty five percent. So so why can't she open up for twenty five percent? Why can't they be ten feet away from each other? You're at one station, and then you got another person at another station. Why can't you have the social distancing and only twenty five percent of your clientele? Yeah. Why is that just restaurants? It makes no well, sense. And let, this is what they're doing in Georgia, right? Reduce capacity and salons are open. Right. Now, I, tr- I think honestly. You know, look, Trump is a very powerful, important figure in the Republican Party. I don't know if anyone's noticed that. When he signals publicly, to before anyone else is announcing their restrictions, that going to tattoo parlors, massage parlors, and salons are too far right now, don't do it, a lot of red state governors are going to say, you know what, well, let's, I don't know, maybe he has Wait. some information we don't know about. Um, so I, that is the way... Does he mean spas or massage parlors? Because tattoo and massage parlors don't really fit into the same category as a hair salon. <laughs> well, I, I would okay. agree with that, but salons... <laughs> I, and I right. think nail salons are another part of, of, of this. Um, mm. You know, I, I would agree with you, Glenn. I'm with you on this. My point here was to say that restaurants can open here tomorrow, and so can movie theaters. All the major movie theater chains are saying... We're not going to open, which makes a lot of sense. They have no product to serve. Uh, There's no movies. Um, But with the restaurants, all can be open. About 50% of the restaurants are opening. About half of them. Right. Well, you're going to have a hard time. You're going to have a hard time making. I mean, it's a stress on everybody. You're going to have a hard time making money. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're a restaurant, if you can only have 25%. But they are making, my point is that they're making their choice on that, right? They're making their own choice on whether they're going to open or, or not. And if, if, if we don't have a massive flare-up in two or three weeks here, then all these things will be open. I think it's to 50%. And they're just trying to, to stagger it a little bit so we don't get hit by something we don't see coming. I tend to think that that's generally prudent. I think it's probably a good idea to do it that way. Um, we saw what happened when we got behind th- this disease in, in some of these big cities and uh, in, in the um, mm. early breakout mm-hmm. areas. And you, know, you, you look at Italy did the same thing. They tried to keep everybody kind of going normally. Yeah. And did not crack down until after there's like a thousand people already dead. At that point, they were way behind where they needed to be. Um, so I, I, just, I don't think it's a bad approach. I think, though, trying to prosecute people and saying, like, if, if you're a salon owner, you say, you know what, I'm going to go for it. I think it's important. I'm going to go for it. People can come in if they want. That should be yeah. a, a decision the government uh, respects. These should right. be recommendations and, be, and best maybe practices. Maybe you put a... Maybe you put a note on the door. Hey, you're taking your own chance coming in according to the government. You know, you know, fetal, low fetal birth weight might happen if you get your hair cut here and uh, yada, yada, yada. All right. Uh, relief Factor. I want to talk to you about our sponsor and its Relief Factor. Um, I'm proud to be a sponsor uh, or to have uh, Relief Factor as a sponsor and, and me to voice their commercials because I, I believe in the product. I take it every day. I take it three times a day, and it has dramatically changed my life. I'm a guy who was in so much pain that I just couldn't do anything. Um, I mean, I've been out with a chainsaw cutting down trees. Uh, I've been painting a barn. I've been painting art. I've been doing things with my hands that I thought I would never be able to do again. And it's all because of Relief Factor. Please call Relief Factor. I mean, how is Home Depot going to survive if you don't get out and go buy crap so you do it in your house? I mean, really, 
think about it for the country. Um, I, I want you to call Relief Factor now. If you're in pain, please just give it a try for three weeks. 70% of those who try it for three weeks go on to order more because it works. 800 583 800 It's relieffactor.com. Democratically socialist economies. Arguing with socialists. First of all, it's it's democratic. The new book from Glenn Beck. Um, and the other thing, too, is that... Is that you can order it now on Amazon or wherever books are sold. You're listening to Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. I want to thank you so much for uh, the third week in a row making Arguing with Socialists a New York Times bestseller. Thank you uh, for that. You can pick it up uh, at airport. No, uh, at bookstore. Mm. You can buy it online uh, now. Uh, Arguing with Socialists uh, wherever books are sold. Look for it. It's a uh, it's a great book. I'm getting so many um, so many people writing me and and saying that they're now going to use this in school. I've had some teachers. I've got I've got I'll find these emails and read it. Some teachers going, thank you, thank you, thank you. We can use some of this stuff because it has. It's all of the sources are in there, and so you never ever have to quote me. But if you you want to know what you're up against, you want to know what they're planning. And you want to know why it doesn't work based on the facts you need arguing with socialists. Um, it is a it's a great book to be able to have a a reasoned conversation with somebody uh, and be able to know how to show them that they're actually incorrect. They've been fed an awful lot of garbage and propaganda arguing with socialists it's available wherever you buy your books coming up in uh, just a second we want to talk a little bit about the economy uh, a little bit about uh, the one and only joe biden and bill de blasio a socialist that doesn't like jews who would have thunk it Omaha Steaks knows that we're all trapped in the house and we're not wanting to go shopping. Here's the thing. Omaha Steaks has a limited time stock up sale available to help your family stock up on the food that you really, really love. There's a variety of ready to ship stock up boxes available right now. And if you go to the search bar and enter the promo code back, you'll save more than 50% on your order. Plus get free shipping on orders of $69 or more. You'll get the world famous Omaha Steaks naturally aged to tenderness and trimmed to perfection. Premium poultry and pork cut by Omaha Steaks butchers and individually sealed for freshness and flavor. Easy to make side dishes. There's stuff for your slow cooker or your oven. Skillet meals ready in 15 minutes. Artisan desserts. All kinds of stuff. Stock up boxes are ready to ship right now. So save big. Plus shipments of $69 or more get free shipping. Never been a better time to stock up on Omaha Steaks right now. Save 50% or more and get free shipping on orders of $69 or more at OmahaSteaks.com. You're on edge all day and you sleep horribly at night. 
if that kind of sums up your new normal, you'd be wise to explore CBD. You've heard a lot about the impressive potential health benefits of CBD. It's the powerful extract from cannabis. There's no high, it's legal, and you don't need a prescription when you shop at cbdistillery.com. cbdistillery.com. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of CB Distillery customers reported that CBD helps them stay calm, but it gets better, an impressive 90%. Say they sleep better with CBD. Look, if more calm and better sleep are important to you, now is the perfect time to do your research and have CBD delivered straight to your door. And with over a quarter million customers, cbdistillery.com is the place to go. Right now, get 20% off when you enter Stu at checkout. Go there now, cbdistillery.com, and enter Stu for 20% off. Again, enter Stu at cbdistillery.com. That's cbdistillery.com. I want to talk to you uh, quickly just about our uh, spotlight sponsor and it's American financing. I've been telling you about them for, well, since probably 2010 or 2009, uh, they wanted me to be their spokesperson, uh, you know, before the crash of uh, 08. And I said, uh, no, I don't believe in any mortgage uh, companies. And they said, no, 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 we're different. And I said, "Uh uh-huh, well, you're headed for a crash. And they're like, no, we agree with you. That's why we think you should be our spokesperson. And I said, well, we'll talk and see how well you hold up after the crash. Well, they held up fine. People didn't have a problem because they don't jam people into, you know, they're not taking kickbacks from the banks. um, And uh, they're not jamming people into, into loans they shouldn't have and don't qualify for. These are honest brokers that will help you reduce the interest rate that you might be paying on your mortgage, help you get into a new house or buy whatever it is, or consolidate your high interest debt into your mortgage. All of those things are very important if you're dealing with honest brokers, and you are with AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now. They're waiting for your call at 800-906-2440. Ten minutes is all it takes. There's, you know, they're not gonna. There's no fees for this. No high pressure or anything else. Just call them 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Hello, America. It's Thursday. The Glenn Beck program. We are uh, we're going to talk to you a little bit about the hypocrisy of the authoritative voices. For instance, Michelle Obama, she's authoritative. And she said that you should stay at home. You should not be out doing stupid stuff. And while she was saying that Barack Obama was out on a golf course. Oh, my gosh. We're going to talk about the reality of the economy as it starts to, uh, I think, become clear to people what we've done. Also, the coronavirus numbers. We could hit the 100,000 death mark here in America. Why do the goalposts seem to keep moving, quite honestly, in all of us? We begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, this year, Mother's Day is going to look and feel an awful lot different. Uh, If you are living with mom as you are shuttered in, especially if you are over 18, wow, do you owe mom. Now, if you're between the ages of 18 and um, probably 13, 
you owe her even twice as much because you're a pain in your in your mother's ass. I just I'm speaking from experience. I remember being that age. I happen to have four children that have been that age. Uh, so I know now during the lockdown more than ever, make sure you do something great. By the way, I have to wish my daughter Cheyenne a happy birthday today. She is officially a teenager. God bless us. Uh, anyway, uh, make sure that you're doing something special for mom. Just something simple. If she doesn't like flowers, 1-800-Flowers.com has, I mean, everything. It is, it's like a mall without the virus. Um, 1-800-Flowers.com has your assorted tulips now for 20% off the original price. 30 assorted tulips for 20% off. You have to use the promo code back. You'll get them for $39.99. Uh, they're a mix of orange and yellow and pink blooms. It's really springy and very nice. 1-800-Flowers. Committed to your safety and the, fa- and the safety of their workers as well. Deliveries are contactless. Uh, and because of all the stuff that's going on, they need a head start. So order them today. This uh, deal ends on Friday. The tulips, $39.99. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon. Enter the promo code BECK. You get all kinds of deals. 1-800-Flowers.com. Code BECK. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. We want to talk a little bit about the economy uh, today and what's coming our way. Uh, right now, uh, there is a poll from The Economist that has just been released. Are you better off now than you were four years ago? <laughs> now think of that. Are you better off now than you were four years ago? What do you expect that answer to be? uh, They ask that now in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, I would assume most people would say no at this exact moment where I can't go outside. I don't feel all that much better off. According to The Economist, 46% said yes. Mm. I'm better off right now. 37% said no. Is this this just Uh, a sign that this... this this question and polling is just pointless i like what what is that i mean better off in what way we can't even leave i i'm I'm excited i just did a freaking uh, you know expose on myself for going out to a restaurant this weekend i was so excited about it i made an announcement no because i think people think they buy into this v-shape recovery uh and they think that they they this hasn't impacted people yet it has impacted people who can't pay their rent etc cetera, etc cetera, but they're waiting to go back to work thinking that this this v-shape i think it's it's tough insanity it's a tough one to, uh, to, but to, to, to be able to manage you actually made this point on you were on a podcast with michael harrison uh recently and um you made this point to him uh, you actually illustrated it really well. Maybe you could do the kind of go through that because it was you're talking about how it's similar to an airplane heading into heavy tur- turbulence. Yeah. Okay. So imagine that the United States is everything is in an airplane, a seven forty seven. It represents everything that America has and is, and there are four hundred of us on this big seven forty seven. 
And the pilot comes over and says, uh, we want to thank you for uh, flying uh, Federal Reserve Airlines. Uh, we're so happy that you chose us. We knew you had a choice, but uh, actually the choice is us through secret panels and everything else. But thank you again. Uh, listen, we're uh, entering uh, space here up front. We look like we have some pretty severe uh, uh, turbulence headed our way. Uh, you know, we've just been talking to the other pilots of the Federal Reserve and uh uh, looks like we, you know, we think that maybe uh, as we go through this turbulence, uh, maybe uh, maybe forty of you might uh, actually bump your head and uh, maybe severe enough to kill ten percent of everybody on the airlines. Now you would at that point be like, "Uh, wait a minute, what? That's not what I signed up for. Hold it, just a second. What are you doing? Can you do something?" Yeah. Uh, again, thank you so much for calling uh, Federal Reserve uh, Airlines and flying with us today. So we've been uh, doing some calculations, and uh, we thought what we're going to do is uh, we're just going to turn the engines off of this big baby off uh, entirely. Uh, now, normally, uh, you don't do that because uh, you'll come crashing to the ground. It's a pretty big airline. doesn't have a lot of glide uh, <laughs> once we turn these engines on. But, hey, it's not the space shuttle. So uh, we don't think we're going to fall out of the sky like a brick. Um, now, I should warn you that the altimeter is also busted up front. We've been tapping on the glass for a while, but it doesn't seem to be working. And it's very cloudy. Uh, down below but we're pretty sure we're gonna know where the ground is before we hit and uh, right before we hit we're gonna turn those engines back on and show you exactly what boeing can do well what boeing used to be able to do we're not really sure what boeing can do now uh but hey it's not a 777 okay so i think we're gonna be okay how many of us would be pounding on the door <laughs> saying no 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 let's not shut the engines off and if they came back to you and said uh, yeah, we, I mean, we're, we're pretty sure. I mean, look, we, we, we know some of you are panicking out there saying, Hey, nobody's ever tried this before. Uh, but we're pretty sure. And listen, even if we hit the ground, uh, we're pretty sure there are trees down below us. And so we'll uh, land in the trees. We're going to try to make it a soft landing. Uh, but it may rip the wings off, uh, kill maybe 50% of everybody on board. Uh, and, uh, and it could be really, really quite dicey. Um, but we're in the middle of nowhere. And by the way, did I tell you that our communication went down and nobody knows we're here so no help will be coming but we're pretty sure we'll be able to piece this baby back together and bitch you uh, get you back up in the skies and uh, to your destination uh, or your uh, wherever your connections may be taking oh, thanks for flying we're gonna turn the engines <laughs> off now we'd never do it we'd never ever do it so what happened was they told us about the people that would die and we're like well we don't want to die and we thought, well, now, wait a minute, I, I, I could be one of them that dies or my family could be somebody that dies. And you guys are saying that maybe like half of the plane could die. So, OK, I trust you. But what they didn't tell you is we're going to shut the engines off and then turn them back on right before we hit the ground where we're not sure nobody's ever done this before and then this baby will just pop right back up to where it was that's why people are saying yeah i'm better off because you have hope that we're going to go right back where we were and you were better off than four years ago but we've turned the engines off and we're hoping not to hit the ground. And I hope, sincerely hope, they're right. And we pop right back up. 
everything in me says not going to happen. But I am a catastrophist. (laughs) So I'm the guy on the plane going, don't shut the engines off. Don't shut the engines off. And I hope everyone laughs at me and points to me while I am in the back row with my pants just full of whatever was inside of me before they shut the engines off. I hope everybody was like, stinky Glenn, he crapped his pants. He was so wrong. Please, I welcome everybody saying that to me. I hope that's what everybody says. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, if you think of a chart of what the economy looks like, right? It goes up and down, it goes up and down. Uh, The flight analogy really works. Because trying to yeah, take an airplane, turn the engines the off, it engines goes straight off. down, and then you have to just turn them on before you hit the ground, pull up really hard, and then go straight back up. It does not seem likely. Like, you almost could picture a, a, the type of um, uh, recovery where it's almost like more like a check mark, right? Where it's like you have a, a quick down and then a very long, gradual return. If that occurs, though, there's there's massive damages uh, to to the economy, to workers. Permanent, permanent damage. Yeah. Permanent damage is being done. It is hard to overestimate how how bad this is, right? I mean, like today, Glenn, we we came in. They did the weekly unemployment numbers, and today's number was three point eight million. I believe it was three point eight million. Well, it's lower than they thought. They thought it was going to be four. That was legit, legitimately my natural response to that number. I was like, oh wow, oh three point eight. That's actually down, and it is down. It's now the fifth worst week. In U.S. history. Last week was the fourth worst week in U.S. history. The week before that was the third worst week in U.S. history. The week before that was the second worst. And the week before that was the worst. That is exactly what is happening. Yes, the total number of claims. So we're getting better. We're getting better. It's improvement. Um, you know, yeah. that's, that's either that or none of the none of the phones are still working at the unemployment office. <laughs> right. One of the two. Right. I mean, it's it is remarkable. And by the way, remember, the normal number is like a quarter of a million. So, and this, by the way, and I, we should also point out the sixth worst week ever was the week before that. So we have the top six weeks uh, worst ever are all in the last six weeks. That is not necessarily a good sign for your economy. And, and Glenn, you know, looking at these hey numbers man, today. You are harshing my mellow. I know, sorry. You are really harshing my mellow. But this is the one that really pisses me off. Look, we have a serious thing we're dealing with here, and I understand there's a lot of disagreement on how to deal with it, but I think, you know, it's obvious there's hundreds of thousands of people who are dead, and there's a massive undercount on these numbers. It's blatantly obvious if you look at the all-cause mortality numbers. It is absolutely, we have a lower number in our minds than what has actually occurred. So... You look at that and you say, this is a serious thing, and maybe, you know what, maybe it was worth doing drastic things. However, here we are in week six of this. Why are there still mm. 3.8 million people getting uh, going to unemployment? Remember, I can understand in the first couple of weeks, if you're a business that's right on the line, okay? You're right on the line of what, as to whether you can make this work or not. You've got one week of cash. You have to lay everybody off immediately. I, I you no, know, that be, because, had to happen, because, right? I think, no, but I think that there are people that are now, we're holding on and holding on. Remember, the average business had three to four weeks right. of cash. But this is why I'm so complaining. So they were holding on. This is why yeah, okay. I'm complaining because this is the exact scenario these government programs were supposed to solve for. The, the company that has a little bit of cash wants to 
keep their employees. They it's couldn't to, get it. That's what I'm mad at. That is what I'm mad at. Yeah, we okay, just freaking okay, spent okay, then I understand your anger. trillions of dollars on these programs. We've, we've printed money into oblivion, and yet still these business owners are forced to have to lay off employees in week six of this. That is insanity. This just shows how poorly these things were put together, how poorly they're being executed. And I understand there's a a historic demand for these things, and this is not easy. And that's why you give them a break maybe on the first couple of weeks. We're on week six here. I want to show you the actual stats of what we think unemployment really is. Uh, And you will begin to understand uh, why you don't turn the engines off. Uh, and and just hope that they're going to start again, uh, and and why your complaint is accurate, but you have to have a little understanding uh, when you see the actual unemployment numbers. It is staggering, staggering. We'll do that in one minute. Stand by. Bum, bum, bum. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, Zip Recruiter. I want to talk to you. If you are looking for a job, I want you to reach out to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter, they are focused on getting us back to work. I love this company. I went down to their company. They actually bought a building from Google as Google got too big. Uh, And, you know, ZipRecruiter, you think of, oh, it's just a, you know, what they do is, you know, they, they, you know, they take people and put them together and, you know, you, they help advertise your job. No, no, no. They've got an entire floor of computer scientists uh, and algorithm experts that are that listen to you as an employer and they work it into the algorithm to be able to find the right person for your job. I mean, it is it's awesome what these people do. If you are somebody that is looking for a job just by really because everybody uses ZipRecruiter, so many people are using it. That people just started sending their resume to ZipRecruiter. So they are now like the biggest uh, place for people who are looking for a job to send their resume. So they got it covered. Not only do they check all of the other job sites and post everywhere, they're the largest. So they got you covered both ways. If you're looking for a job, make sure you get to ZipRecruiter. They can help you find a job. If you are on the hiring end, make sure you get to ZipRecruiter. We can get through this and we can get back on our feet quickly if we can connect with one another quickly. ZipRecruiter.com slash work together. ZipRecruiter.com slash work together. It's a free service. They're going to give it to you if you do your your search for free. Uh, Just try it out. Uh, ZipRecruiter.com slash work together. I should say it's free. Usually it's free uh, for your first time. Uh, It may not be. It is. I think if you if you send your your job, if you're looking for a job, it is definitely free. Um, But just try it out and and you'll find out all the details at ZipRecruiter.com slash work together. Let's get back to work. All right. Ten seconds. Station ID. Then we go back to work. so yesterday i did an hour with mike rowe it was a fascinating hour on the wednesday night special you really have to watch it if you're a blaze subscriber you can uh, see it on demand anytime you want um but it was really it was good to talk to him boy you want to talk about common sense that guy's full of it i mean full of common sense not anyway um if you look at the job numbers okay here let me just take these COVID-19 job losses by sector, okay? 
Restaurants and bars have now lost 12.3 million jobs. Travel and transportation, 3.5. That's going to be much higher than that. Uh, entertainment, 2.7. Personal services, 2.1. Retail, 6.6. I think you're going to see things like Macy's never coming back. Uh, manufacturing, 3.5. Construction, 1.1. Other, 2.3. A total of 31.4 million jobs have been lost just for April. Now, let me, let me take you state to state. Uh, if you happen to be watching us uh, on Blaze TV, you'll see a map down at the bottom. The The worst states are the ones that are in dark blue. The best are in the light, light gray, kind of grayish blue. Stu, uh, name a state. Start, let's start uh, in Florida. Sure. Florida, their, their rate of unemployment is now estimated to be 23.1% or higher. Oh, my gosh unbelievable new york new york is 18.1 to 20.5 estimated um you have uh yeah pennsylvania is at 18 percent or lower nevada is horrible 23.1 percent or higher um 20 percent unemployment in alaska uh california is doing relatively well with only 18 percent the, the excuse me, the best states seem to be Minnesota with 18 percent. I'm really being challenged on my geography now. Minnesota uh, below that, I think, is Iowa, 18 uh, percent. Nebraska, uh, about 18 percent. Uh, Pennsylvania, about 18. And for the life of me, that's Kentucky. No, that's not Kentucky. That is <laughs> Al- Alabama? No, not Alabama. Uh, what, what is that? Right? Is that Hawaii? Which no, one is right? that? <laughs> no, what is that one right next to uh, Oklahoma uh, above Louisiana? Is that Alabama? Mi- Arkansas? No, it's not Mississippi. It's I can't, I, I mean, I can't. Ar- Arkansas. That's what it is. Okay. That's what it is. <laughs> okay, thank you. Jeez. You're good at this. Uh, yeah, I'm really good at that. Um, uh, so now let me tell you what you are not being told. If you look at the official unemployment based on filings just for benefits, they're estimated to come in this month at 13.5% for April alone. Okay, so when we get our numbers, suppose tomorrow, isn't it? May 1st? Yeah, they, we should see. They are coming out this week, aren't they? I think they are. Yeah, I think they are. 13.5% unemployment. Mm. However, as I said to you, um, this is years ago, um, I started looking at the unemployment numbers and inflation numbers. We have so jerry-rigged these things starting back in the 60s and 70s and really bad in the 80s. We no longer measure things the way we used to. So you can't compare it to the Great Depression because we didn't measure it the same way. So if you measure it the same way, as we did in the Great Depression. The height of the Great Depression was 25% unemployment. So you say, well, it's, so it's not the Great Depression. We have 13% in the month of April. So that's not so bad. Mm. Let's measure it exactly the way we did in the Great Depression. And our number is goes from 13.5% to 27.2%. So it's worse than the height of the Great Depression. 
And I don't think going back to the first thing that we talked about when we were talking about how people say, yeah, I'm better off today than I was four years ago. It's because I think people are believing and and, and I hope they're right. They're believing in this V-shaped recovery. Um, and that's why they're saying, yeah, I'm, I'm better off because there's hope for the future. And economically, that's the one thing we we're missing under Obama was it wasn't getting better. And he was telling us it will never get better than this. And he was, thank God, wrong. You're listening to Glenn Beck. On this particular case, may I be as wrong as Barack Obama? Uh, <laughs> all right. Let me tell you about uh, Hustler Turf. Um with a Hustler Turf lawnmower, um, you can just zip back and forth on your lawn. You're going to save so much time because it's zero turn, which means it's it's um, what is those? You know, have you ever been on those? Well, I just forget it. It's those those air rides where you can just spin around in a circle uh, and you can turn zero turn. It's like that with the lawnmower. It is you just grab the the steering uh levers and you just turn right around so you're saving all of this time when you're mowing your lawn it's so easy to maneuver really really powerful um it was it was engineered for people that mow lawns you know eight hours a day five six seven days a week so this thing is going to be the last lawnmower you ever buy built uh commercially first now for your home it's built to last it's Hustler Turf. Go there now. Check it out. Click on the radio button and enter the promo code Beck, and you're going to get an extra year of warranty. Find out all the details now. HustlerTurf.com. Uh, if you watch on BlazeTV.com, Glenn's changing one thing in his studio every day. We're going to give the results of the contest coming up. Wow. Uh, Woo-wee. Woo. Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm sometimes amazed at how much socialists just love Jews. Uh, National socialists, international socialists, they all have that one thing in common. Boy, do they love themselves some Jews. Uh, And Bill de Blasio is no different. Um, you know, it started where uh, he he put a series of tweets out. He, he, let me just give you this super classic. My message to the Jewish community uh, and all other communities is this simple. The time for warnings is past. I've instructed the NYPD to proceed immediately to summons or even arrest those who gather in large groups. This is about stopping this disease and saving lives, period. So you damn Jews have just got to stop gathering. Now, he's already had a problem with the Jewish community. Uh, If you remember way back, what, two weeks ago, when he said that they were going to lose their synagogues permanently. Hmm, I didn't know a mayor could do that, but uh, he did. As complaints of hate crimes targeting Jews in New York City under his watch have gone up 52%. He now says, oops, I'm sorry, I need to apologize. Now, let me just tell you what was happening. He singles out an entire religious group because of a funeral. Now, a rabbi died, and they had to have a funeral. 
Well, you can't gather for a funeral. I mean, I think this is the same kind of crap that people have been, the Jews have been dealing with for thousands of years. This is nothing new. This is, this is what the National Socialists did in Europe uh, in the 1930s. This is what Stalin did, the International Socialist. You imagine the firestorm had Donald Trump said, hey, listen, this message to the Jewish community, oh, and all others. If he would have said, oh, by the way, uh, this message to the Chinese community, imagine the firestorm. But somehow or another, in New York City, we're not talking Alaska, in New York City, eh, it's okay. Even Jerry Nadler has responded to this. He said, while we all have a responsibility to observe social distancing and do our part as we face COVID-19 pandemic together, the mayor's singling out and stereotyping of a community and threatening response is unacceptable. We have to do better for ourselves in the city. Oh, okay. Well, so what was this whole thing uh, about? Well, it was about a rabbi's funeral. Well, here's the problem from the New York Police Department news. And you got to love the fact that the police department hate de Blasio as much as de Blasio apparently hates the police and Jews. Can you imagine being a Jewish policeman under de Blasio? His head would explode. The New York City Police Department uh, tweeted two hours before it started, NYPD brought trucks with barriers, tower lights to close off Bedford Avenue and the surrounding area. It's the New York City Mayor's Department who originally approved it before deciding to take it back. So the Jewish community had done everything they were supposed to do. And then he's yelling at them for not doing what they're supposed to do. They did it. The police were there. They were barricading the streets. They did absolutely everything they were supposed to do. Now de Blasio has apologized. Listen to this apology. Do we have the audio of it? I spoke last night out of passion. I Uh, could not believe my eyes, Marsha. It was deeply, deeply distressing. Again, this is a community I love. This is a community I have spent a lot of time working with closely. And Uh if you saw anger and frustration, you're right. I spoke out of real distress that people's lives were in danger before my eyes and I was not going to tolerate it. So Uh. I regret if the way I said it in any way gave people uh, a feeling being treated the wrong way that was not my intention it was said with love but it was tough love uh it was tough love um so is that the same kind of tough love that um that people in the the bronx uh or brooklyn uh they were at prospect park they were giving him a hassle because he and his wife drove to brooklyn just to take a stroll you know uh, and he was out in the park and people in Brooklyn were like, you have your own park at the mayor's mansion. You've got a park. You want to take a stroll? Take it there. What are you doing? Coming over from Manhattan, crossing the river, coming into our park. So they're yelling at him and he says, come on, guys, give it a break. Oh, give it a break. So he's been chauffeured over to Brooklyn so he could take a walk in the park with his wife and then he yells at people who are yelling at him but jews who went through the proper channels 
had his office approve the funeral. The NYPD approve it and then set up barricades. He gets angry. Ah, okay. Hey, how angry are you, um, de Blasio, at, uh, at the Muslim community? Because all over New York, the Muslim community, I mean, where is that? And I know this is out of his purview, but where is the, um, the New York uh, mosque that's been allowed to just, you know, z- uh, zip tape everything off? So they have, you know, plastic on the floor and, and everything else. Nobody else has been given this special privilege. I know that, you know, prayer calls are going out during Ramadan. I know that uh, you can go to the mosque in many cases in New York City, that they haven't had any problems with the mayor at all. Well, well why is that? Because, uh, I mean, why is that? All religions... They're all protected. But why is it one religion seems to be always in trouble? And I'm not talking about the Christians. I'm talking about the Jews. I told you this early, early on. You should never be surprised at the depravity of those who preach real socialism. People who know what socialism is, not the people who are just like, oh, I like this utopia. We should try it. It will work. I mean, the people who have been to Venezuela, been to Cuba, been to Russia. They know what it is and they still hold it up. Those people never, never be surprised to the levels of depravity and anti-human activity that they will endorse in the end. He is an elitist. He is a socialist. He is anti-American. I'm not saying that he is not an American. He just hates America. He hates our system. He always has. He loves the Marxist philosophy. He always has. And for some strange reason, and I could explain it to you biblically and theologically, but beyond that, I can't. They always... The leadership always seems to embrace this evil of wiping out the Jews. So when I see a bunch of Jews on the street, yeah, of course I was angry. Now, he didn't say that, but I don't know. His, uh, his patterns seem to indicate that he doesn't have a good relationship with Jews. Mm, Maybe it's just me. I can't believe you're even going down this road, especially after this incredible Mm. innovation New York came up with yesterday. You know, like I have been critical of the way they've handled this, but you can see what they're doing now, and now you see the plan. Beginning, I didn't see the plan. Now I see the plan. They have have one? Yeah. Okay, what is it? It's making a big difference. What they decided to do, and I just, honestly, I just never thought of this before but they're okay. deciding this is now, yesterday they came up yeah, with this. yeah they're gonna start they started it okay. last night all right um wow okay w- what they're gonna do is uh-huh. clean and sanitize the subway cars every night and i was like Whoa, what no, wait, that's no, a great wait, idea because wait. the virus could be on surfaces Whoa. and people might touch it and so that was, it was a great idea to start cleaning them uh regularly 
rather than having the entire city get inside a giant metal tube and put their hands all over everything after everybody from the day before, this way, Glenn, this will help uh, stop the spread of the virus in the city that's been most affected um, in the entire globe. And and this way... Well, the first passengers, the very first passengers will be a little safer. A little safer. The very first, yeah. Mm. Now, are they going to ask the rats to get out of the subway while they clean it? Or, I mean, God forbid they do anything about diseased vermin that run rampant in the subways. Glenn, that's another great idea. They should think about removing some of the rats, (laughs) too. These are all great ideas. I I don't know why I had, you know, look, that's why I'm not So we could stop the Jews. If we could stop the Jews from having funerals. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and sanitize the subways and maybe just as an add on, do something about the rats in the subway. I, I think be this, a uta- it'd be socialist utopia. <laughs> we're well, get rid of the there. police department, too. Yeah, yeah. we're almost there. We're almost just, we there. got to get rid of the police department and then and then we'll just have neighbors, you know, rat on on one another. By the way, did you see the uh, where is it? I've had it for a while. I've got to find it. Uh, the. Uh, what people are doing in New York with his rat on rat on each other hotline? Oh yeah, where, <laughs> where they were texting because the, uh, there's a text number you can send uh, text messages to report people in case they happen to be having a party or a gathering or be within a hundred yards of each other. Whatever whatever your line is, you can text them and let them know uh, what is going on in your neighborhood. Millions have uh, sent in uh, uh, warnings. Many of them are just pictures of themselves doing things they shouldn't be doing. And they're like, come pick me up. Uh, They are sending uh, pictures of him doing stuff that he's telling everyone not to do. About 60% of everything that is coming in is just mocking him. Now, I'd like to see that number a little higher, but the people of New York are just screw you, screw you. Uh, And it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Man, Rectech is uh, is just a happy moment of my life. Rectech makes grills. I have uh, one of their uh, big boy grills. And boy, I, I have to tell you, it is solid. I like things that are, you know, I like this. One of the reasons why I like old cars. I like old cars because when you close the door, it's like it's solid. Um, when we used to build things to last, that's the way Rectech grills are built. Uh, and the other thing is it now has, unlike old cars, I also simultaneously hate old cars because, uh, I'd like some new technology in it. So it actually runs. This is a Rectech grill. It is fantastic. It is, uh, you can, you can program it from your phone. I mean, it's simple. It's like an oven. You just say, you know, uh, what the temperature is. You can control it from away. Any, you can, you know, if you go on Sunday, you want to smoke something, you can put the meat in. When you go to church, you close the lid while you're in church and somebody's babbling on about something. Oh, Jesus loves you, whatever. And then you can start the smoker, right? Until your wife socks you in the arm. <laughs> uh, you can start the smoker. It is so great. Uh, you can even win one for Father's Day, and 
dads will love this rectechgrills.com this actually my wife loves this as much as i do rectech r-e-c-t-e-c grills with an s.com rectechgrills.com built by grillers for grillers do it now a lot of people in this country would be delighted to pay more in taxes finding yourself speechless listening to progressive arguments arm yourself with the facts arguing with socialists a new book from glenn beck get it now on amazon or wherever books are sold this is the glenn beck program Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. A couple of things that we haven't had a chance to uh, talk about yet. Uh, there is a enthusiasm gap uh, for the next election. Looks like um, people who are voting for Trump still very excited to vote for Trump. Uh, those who are voting for Biden, hmm, eh, not so much. I mean, th- this is the real problem that they are going to face is that you know, like you needed more against Joe Biden other than, you know, going senile uh, in bed with China, really, really corrupt, probably the most corrupt vice president in the history of America. Um, what else? Oh, the fondling of uh, people and now the, you know, the molestation uh, accusation as if you needed more to stay home uh, and not vote. Uh, they're now scratching their heads like, uh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Because nobody's excited. I think that we are going to be looking at. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be the nominee. What are the odds, Stu? What are the odds? What are the actual Vegas odds or the 534 uh, well, or 538? Well, predicted does the betting market type of thing. Excuse me, investment market uh, type of thing on, <laughs> on these uh, political races. So like if you wanted to say by um joe biden to win the democratic nomination something he's wrapped up right he's not running against yep. anyone everyone else is <laughs> right. withdrawn there yeah. is no one else it's no race right yeah, now. there's no other choice uh, there's no race however still they only have it at an 80 percent chance of happening which is i will tell you as watching these markets for a very long time not normal like when you have a candidate that's already wrapped up a nomination they're usually at 97 and the reason for that is like, you know, they could fall off of a cliff, you know, who knows? Right. So there's right, some right, possibility right. he wouldn't take the nomination, but in all normal circumstances, he should be at 97, 98, something like that. And said he's only at 80% chance. So is that number going down or is it yes, stable? It's going down. In fact, I was, yeah. I was, I was thinking it was remarkable when it was 87, which was last week. That was before the whole CNN thing with larry king Mm -hmm. and now another witness coming forward now he's starting to be asked about it and other people are being asked about it and it has now fallen all the way down to 80 percent i've never seen anything isn't it amazing that the only thing that has gotten the media to react to this story is the fact that the very liberal left is starting to say you're a sham you're a complete sham they don't they don't respond to America, but you know, the left they will finally respond to, and they You're are listening to Glenn Beck. 
Mother's Day this year is going to look and feel a lot different than what we have all been used to. But with 1-800-Flowers.com, no matter what the distance is between you, there's still a way to make every mom feel loved. Right now, you can get 30 assorted tulips for $39.99. With limited delivery windows, you need to lock in your order early. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click on the radio icon, and enter the code BECK. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code BECK.